Welcome back to Best Friends Club. I'm Renee. And I'm Ashley. And this is Season 8, Episode 12, The One Where Joey Dates Rachel. Yeah. Part um, 1. So, part, yeah, for the first time. <laughs> um, when I was watching this and, like, getting ready, I was like, what? Already? Mm-hmm. And then you realized. Threw me for a loop. Yeah, and then I realized. Yeah. Where they go on a date is what should be said um have i ever said before like when we're about to start recording this podcast and it comes time for me to say i'm renee every great once in a while i'm like you almost say I? i'm ashley yes <laughs> yeah you, you said that <laughs> no no i know my, oh my own gosh. name i don't apparently the last couple times i've been like i'm ah, renee <laughs> that is so funny as I'm like fighting the A coming out of my mouth. No idea why I do that. It's so weird. Maybe it's just your high empathy. Is that? Could be it. I think I'm anticipating you saying Ashley. Like I'm waiting for it. I don't know. Oh. Honestly, I don't know. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. <laughs> <sighs> what also doesn't make sense to me? Is it women's names and the... In the brain, in the of, brain Renee. of Renee. I forgot to take my brain medication. Have you forgotten to take your brain um, medication? No. Oh, no. You have it, too. Have it too. Uh, no. What doesn't make sense to me is buying somebody a giant arcade game as a wedding gift when you live in New York. <clears throat> you know, on the one hand, I was like, wow, what a cool game. On another hand, I was like, what an impractical, mm-hmm. or sorry, cool gift, but also a very impractical Very impractical gift. gift. Um, yeah, ag- I thought the same thing. Like, very cool and also the least practical thing ever. Like, it's sitting in there. Going to take up the entire guest room. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But what's funny is when Chandler moves in, they're talking about what to do oh, yeah. with the beautiful ghost room. And Chandler wants to make it a games room. Exactly. He wants to make it vintage arcade games, like asteroids. And Monica's like, great idea. We can talk about it, but no. But also no. <laughs> and um, I probably also said this when we did that episode, but my aunt and uncle growing up had, they lived in Orlando, like... I don't know, like three hours from us, and they had an old arcade game. Cool. Yeah. They had old Pac-Ban, and it was Asteroids. It's not this kind where it's like the console. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like like almost. F- yeah, it was kind of flat. Yes. um, Kind of like. Like a TV screen chessboard. Uh, almost more like the pinball ones where like you're looking down playing it. Um, Kind of, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. That's cool. But it was like a digital screen, not like pinball where it was that. So they had that yeah. in the guest room. And I thought that was the coolest, especially <clears throat> considering this was like in the 90s. So they weren't really that old. I don't know. It was pretty cool. More like we had a Nintendo at that point, And so it was like in your house. But no. But yeah, it wasn't that old. Yeah. Yeah. So I bet it was actually kind of expensive when they originally got it. But I always thought That's that was super cool. cool. But I also don't want them yeah. in the house. If I had like a lot of space. Yeah, my aunt and uncle's wasn't so bad. It, it was like, I don't know, more the size of a nightstand than an entire cabinet. Like So this you're one. not sad that um, I didn't get you a, 
giant arcade game and all I got you was an inflatable mattress. I appreciated that inflatable mattress. For when myself visited and other people. (laughs) Yep. For when yourself and other people visited. (laughs) Um, I do not think it's any with us any longer. No, that was a very long time ago. air mattresses don't no, live as long people. as people. No, they do not. But it definitely did serve its purpose for many, many moons. Many moons. So yeah, anyway, Joey, I'm oh, sorry. Oh my gosh, Phoebe <laughs> is like, oh my gosh, open your present, it's here, it's here. And Monica's like, it's so big, I love it. <laughs> Doesn't even know what it is. But she's really excited when she finds out it's Mrs. Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man, yeah, she is. Yeah. She said it was her second favorite game. <laughs> she spent her whole childhood arcade. And they're like, what was your first favorite? And she's like, I don't know. You like push some buttons. Put some buttons and candy bar comes out of the end. The vending, vending machine. machine. I won every time. Don't feel bad for me. I won every time. Oh, oh my gosh. So sweet. So they're playing this game and Monica, sorry, Phoebe, I keep saying everybody's names wrong, including my own. I forgot to take my brain medicine. (laughs) So Monica's trying to play and Phoebe has knocked out all her top scores and she's like, I can't hear you over all the winning. I feel like that's something you would say. (laughs) She's becoming... Well, also like... Yeah. Yeah. Well, she... Yes, like yeah, got a gift got, and then like exactly she is, got like, a gift to them. Hogging it, that's bad. Right. Monica's like, why don't you go home and wait for the and thank wait you note? for the thank you card? <laughs> yeah. But then she like tattles on Phoebe to Chandler that she's hogging the game. Yeah. And he has little sympathy because he sucks. I don't suck. You suck. <laughs> it sucks. I don't use it. The game sucks. The you game suck. sucks. Everybody sucks. But yeah, she tries to get her out of the chair, and Phoebe does the like limp marionette thing. Oh, so funny. Classic. And they cut this out. But then she's like, yep. Chandler, come help mm-hmm. me. Take her, make her get out of the chair. And then she goes to pick up Chandler, and then he does the limp thing. Yeah. I know, and they cut it out, but they do use it in one of the, uh, like, openings. Oh, really? Like him doing that, yeah. Oh, funny. But, I don't know. Then Chandler decides not to go to work, I guess. (laughs) This is before he's a full-time stay-at-home husband. (laughs) Because he quit his job. Um... And Monica's like, you played the game all day and I went to work like some kind of chump. Do you know what I find so funny about this Hmm. is, um, I I mean, it could have been a weekend. I don't know. But I use that phrase all the time. Like, what? I'm having a, I'm working hard like a chump while you're, (laughs) whenever somebody else isn't working Mm -hmm. hard, I always call myself a chump. I do too. And then you know what it always makes me think of? What? Like a chump. Hey, like a chump. Hey. Oh. <laughs> Should I be feeling bad? Should I be feeling good? No. It's kind of sad. Sad. I'm huh, stuck in my neighborhood. I'm in the, I'm the neighborhood. Can come to your place. <laughs> wow. I remember the rest. And that was some limp biscuit for you huh? guys. You're welcome. Some biscuit. Um, <laughs> uh, before we got on the... F- like a chump. <laughs> before we started recording this episode, Ashley and I, Ashley's telling me about a... Uh, What's it called? 
documentary she was watching and she's saying there was a lot of kind of annoying boomers and then i was like what's our generation when we get old and i asked if we were zoomers and she said no that's gen z and then we're trying to figure out what millennials are but we don't we don't answer and i don't actually know but you came up well, with boomers like, is guess. what i just decided was <laughs> gonna yeah. but i don't remember i feel like this i was this was going somewhere with friends with like a chump and now i just don't see it anyway so we're gonna move on um so anyway while monica's at work like a chump (laughs) hey uh chandler stayed home all day like a seven-year-old making naughty words as the top scores and of course after ass it's a bit of a challenge um and i feel like this isn't a thing at arcades you know like it's the high scores are always an inappropriate letter or it's the same person over and over again oh yeah um there's this place totally. in nashville totally is really fun it's called game terminal and it has all the old games and they're free to play Ooh, oh oh cool yeah um and they have great happy hour and they actually have a really amazing back patio that has like cornhole air hockey giant jenga giant connect four like all those kind of like lawn games fun it's really fun they charge for kids to get in which is super smart um so it doesn't just turn into like a chuck e cheese exactly so it doesn't turn into a chuck e cheese you pay for pinball but that's pretty much it but they have all the old games so like pac-man and there's one where you literally are just serving beers. Have you ever seen this before? Uh, no. Okay. You have to try to catch all the beers. Imagine a bowling alley with multiple lanes except beers. Like people are sending them down the lane like the bartender and you have to catch <laughs> each one. <laughs> um, it's funny. But they have all those like all those old 8-bit style games. And there's like always weird names as the high score so monica starts to scold him ben is coming over ross has decided to father again and it's getting it's harshing chandler's (laughs) vibe because they now have to have appropriate words for what do you think to chandler's point when he's like he won't know what these words Um, are um yeah i kind of think one, it's your house, and I feel like it's one of those things that, like, if you make a big deal about it, they make a big deal about it, you know? You know? Like, they won't notice if you don't mention it? Kind of. And, like, honestly, he's got to beat your score in order to even get there. So you really think he's going to beat yeah. your score? Um. So Monica tries to override this, and unplug it but apparently it's got some primitive chip primitive ram yeah which i don't okay this is where my college degree does me no good and i sound like a big old idiot there are a few kinds of memory on a computer and one of them is storage and one of them is not but they're both called memory. Have you ever run into this before? Yeah, I think we talked about it when I got my new laptop. Probably. And 
Ram is part I of that. I said it wrong. Apparently, he doesn't say Ram. He says ROM, which is read-only memory. Oh. I don't know. Okay. It's just in the notes. It's in the show notes. It's in the show notes. Primitive ROM, which is funny because when he said that, I was like, it's Ram. He's pronouncing it weird. (laughs) But no, apparently ROM, read-only memory. Now that you've said that, I always thought he said primitive wrong chip, like it's it likes the dirty words, like there's something wrong here, you know? Oh. Yeah, like it's got like a bad sense of humor. Does that make sense? Um, like a primitive wrong trip, like primitive wrong chip, like it's programmed this way as a joke. <laughs> um, because it doesn't work. You, she's like, you have to beat the scores. The claw. And then he's got the claw, a.k.a. joystick hand. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't have a lot of empathy for that. Because you stayed home from work all day, not like a chump, and played games. But, yeah. Do you? (laughs) No, not at all. I mean, again, it could have been a Saturday, but he does have the, um, he has the claw. Mm -hmm. And he's like, my hand is messed up. And so she's like, fine, I'll do it. Doesn't she... She tries yes. to beat all the scores. And then Phoebe comes back over and sees that she's been beat completely. And so they're trying to knock them all out. And Phoebe starts doing it. <clears throat> well, I like that Phoebe's like, Chandler couldn't have gotten this good. And he's like, I did, but it came at a price. <laughs> Looks, looks down at his hand and they like none of them think that he's actually <laughs> it good came at a price um <clears throat> right but monica is mostly concerned about the names on the high score because yes. they're you know bad yes. so that's what she's concerned about she's doing pretty good too there's only one left and when it gets to the end and she dies she starts yeah yelling every (laughs) expletive in the world right as ben walks in that young ben walk in it goes into slow motion and then when she sees him she's like hi ben don't look at the screen (laughs) like she hasn't yelled everything under the sun in that moment um but don't look at the screen so then what? I guess they shipped the machine to Timbuktu. I was about to say, because then we never see it again. So it must have gone into storage. I guess so. Um, Ross, in his other spare time. <clears throat> oh, I love is this. Is teaching a class at a N-O-Y-A-U. A-U. And we find out that the head of the department is retiring. And they didn't make him the head of the department, but <laughs> he gets to teach one of the I advanced classes. Very um, exciting for Ross. Very exciting for Ross. Um, I feel like that'd be a big, like, step up professor. I don't know how salaries work, but I'm guessing you get paid per class because you have to teach a certain amount. I don't know. But I'm sure that gives him more clout in academic circles 
you know, or is there a better word than clout? I was going to say clout, but it is a little bit more like um, seniority. Yeah, I, I feel like it makes like... him more valuable to them. If he can teach advanced classes, he has a wide variety. Yeah, yes. it puts him yes. on the track, right? Like to be to being. Yeah, um, and, and yeah, leadership. I think it just enhances his value for sure, and shows that they value him if they're asking him to teach an advanced class. So that's good. So mm-hmm. Ross, um, Ross is teaching a class, and the bell rings. Which did we have bells in college? I honestly don't remember that is a really good question yeah i'm i really don't remember we definitely had like that is class times you know like monday wednesday friday classes were an hour and tuesdays and thursdays they were like an hour and a half Um, i don't I don't and remember there were some that were only like once were a there? week. Because when the bell would ring and it would be like, that's not for us, keep working. But maybe that was in high school. And I'm trying to think in my other college that I went to, because I, I went to one freshman year then transferred. Did they have bell? I can't remember, honestly. Oh. I only remember our high school bell because it was it was um, the William Tell Overture but would happen before the bell so that people would start running to class. Yes. We had 10 minutes to get to class because our school yes. was giant and crowded. So it was like very hard <clears throat> big to maneuver. It was like two, third two world airport. Outdoors, you know, classrooms and tons of stuff. Yes. And you had yeah. to get to your locker. And you knew you had one minute left when... Which like... Without imagining I can't high school hear seniors that. running through the halls. Yeah. There's not like a panic, but like yeah, like when you hear your alarm, exactly. If you're like out in public and somebody's phone, yes, like your your alarm is their other noise, and you're like, right, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Except it's the William Tell Overture. Yeah, it's Pavlov's dog, right? Um, like the response, you condition someone to have a response a certain way, and it worked. It's hard to disconnect from that. That, like, you have to get to class. But, yeah, I don't think we had bells. I don't really remember, to be honest. So the bell rings. Apparently at NOIU, they have bells. And Ross uh, is like, does anyone know where the Freeman building is? First of all, he's got this new fancy class he's teaching. He didn't bother to check where he needed to go. I think he would mostly just assume it would be in the same like complex you know what i mean i don't think it's yeah, that big but, of a but deal and use like i don't if you knew you were teaching back to back yeah i mean it's nice to be prepared but i guess he probably yeah. never would have thought it was like at a completely different campus well like, that's not the, even that's that the no price no no of like that mistake I guess. But no, I'm not even saying like that he should have budgeted more time. Like he should have assumed that. But I still would have thought like at least would want to know kind of where I'm supposed to be going. Right. Since it's my first time teaching it. You know, it'd be like, it'd be like, I don't know, applying for a job and all your interviews were online and then waiting until 15 minutes before you're supposed to be there on your first day to like 
look up how long it's going to take you to get there and figure out where it is, you know, in the city. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so <laughs> the, the class, the guy's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. It's over on Avenue A. And then Ross does his classic, move it, move it. I'm the teacher. <laughs> I'm the teacher. <laughs> oh, and then he oh. runs in. Completely out of breath. Sorry I'm late and introduces himself. And to sum it up, I'm Ross. Good job. And then the bell rings again. <laughs> bell rings again. I feel like okay. the most unrealistic thing is the fact that all the students are still there. I was there. just about no, to no, say. No. I'm like, we all were under the impression that there was some unwritten law. What, what did we think it was? Like 10 minutes? If a teacher wasn't there within like... It, so it depends. Right. Uh, the, if it was undergrad... Mm-hmm. And it was just a prof- – this is rude, but it was – the rule was if it's a professor, it's 10 minutes. If they're a doctor, 15. Or if it's like a grad school mm, class, okay. 15 minutes. But yeah, I agree. Because there were multiple – there was a few times in grad school that we were like, all right, we're at the 10-minute mark. And people were like, nah, they get 15. But the truth <laughs> is is that they could be as late and as they we want went. and still mark you absent. So if that matters to your grade, I would just stick yeah, around. Yeah, that's true. But, but if the entire yeah, class has left – um, we had a teacher in undergrad. I mean, I only went to undergrad, but um, who was always late. Always, 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 always. And not just like a couple minutes. She was like 10 to 15 minutes late every time. And she let us out early. Like, honestly, why was I paying for this class? She would come in. So we had a building that um, there was like... I actually can't remember what it was called now, but it was like a little cafe in the same building that our gym was in. And then if you went upstairs, there was like, I don't know, maybe like six or eight classrooms, not a ton. And you could see from the little cafe, you could see like the lobby of the gym, basically, like the sports gym. Uh, So you could see the lobby and the stairs in the elevator and she always took the elevator so we would sit there in the cafe until she walked up to the elevator and then we would take the stairs and we would always beat her yeah i mean we were all just hanging out regardless i don't know why we didn't just hang out in the classroom but i guess it felt like some sort of rebellious freedom to sit in the cafe and wait for her to show up but I don't think I ever had a teacher not show up. I don't think. Do you? Did you ever have one? Um, I yeah, I think in in grad school we had a teacher not show up once or something, and they did later say like, "I'm so sorry," but that was back when like nobody. Well, of course we had cell phones, but it wasn't like iPhones. Yeah, like they weren't gonna call and- all of you, and now there's all those like. When we were in undergrad, we had a few things on, like, the online portal, but not much. Right. Exactly. Now they would just send or us Or, like, something. the WhatsApp group or exactly, something. Exactly. Like, in the WhatsApp group. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Or post it in your, like, I don't know what you call it. Yeah. online forum your classroom Yeah, that just used. wasn't common. But, like... Because even, like, my sister was telling me they have... You know, we used to get, like, a half sheet of paper that was, like informing our parents of what was was going on they have like essentially it's like yeah. facebook book class yeah I've and heard, it's a it lot. lot 
She's like, they post stuff in there a lot. Um, I mean, it's nice that all your info is in one place. You don't have to rely to, like, on a, a seven-year-old to get a scrap of paper home, you know? I get it. Like, I, I, it does make a lot of sense, but it seems like it's, like, a lot of stuff. So I'm like, that kind of thing exists now, but it did not in no, whatever year didn't. this was, 2001. No. Um, but that, you know, Ross isn't going to let a little scheduling <laughs> keep him down. He just needs to be no, not afraid no, to get no, a little no. bit hit by cars. <laughs> <laughs> I love when she's, he's like explaining the situation and she's like, you were 50 minutes late. Did you crawl there? <laughs> and he's like, when did people stop understanding the, the phrase, get the hell out of my way? Um, <laughs> and I do understand like. Oh, that. And then they're like, why don't you take a cab? And yeah. he's like, that doesn't what am I, a Rockefeller? Yeah. And he's like, "It'll with all the traffic, it'll take just as long. Yeah. There are certain things in New York that like walking is definitely your best bet no matter what. Do you know what he needs? Which Utter? he kind of gets there. I was going to say a lime scooter, which mm-hmm. are now things, but weren't back yeah. then. No, they were not back then. But I love that he's like, what if I have to give up the class i already put it in my family newsletter <laughs> the geller oh, yeller gosh the geller yeller she, oh, oh, oh my gosh <laughs> bless it oh do you have a family newsletter no we don't not even kind of just the just the christmas card just do you put updates christmas on your card. christmas cards or is it just love just love, love Ross, Ross and Mona, Mona. yeah. <laughs> right. um, sometimes I've thought about doing it, but then I'm like, I don't know. I feel like it's different when you have kids or like any big life updates. Um, <laughs> That's a good point. You know, it'd it just be like, well, I mean, you have interesting things that happen, but it would be funny because you probably just tell all your friends and family anyway yeah. when you talk to us. <laughs> and honestly, anything I would put in there, honestly, would just sound like bragging. Like... Because I'm not going to be like, well, Matt and Renee ate soup last night and hung out and rewatched episodes of Fringe, <laughs> which is what we did last night. But it'd be Matt and Renee um, went to Greece this year. And, you know, then it just sounds like it's unnecessary. I'm going to say something potentially controversial and upsetting, but I do think that they all kind of have that tone of Right, bragging. but they're not. I don't not. think that that's what right, people are purposely right. And that's doing. why I'm like... But I think it's just like... Of course, you only give the highlights real. And so it's like, Paisley was number one in her class this year, and she won the, yeah, su- the Super Bowl. <laughs> also, I think it's different with kids. <laughs> you know, those are the kind of things that are the milestones in life. Oh, true. Not like Renee won an it's upgrade not like- to Comfort Plus when she paid for it, <laughs> <laughs> which unfortunately is I not true I guess you could me. be like... I would, you could be like, here are all the highlights of the year. But you're right. They do sound a bit braggy unless it's like from a gratitude perspective. I can understand. Right. Not, I don't know. I've never done it. But I also like don't blog Yeah, or but anything. I do think and with kids, kind of it similar. makes sense that you're like, she made the honor It's a nice and, idea. You know, like, I, they're I'm, all like not, really nice yeah. updates. <clears throat> and I... And I suppose, too, like, if you do have kids, multiple as well, it's easy to be like, yeah. you know, unless you're talking to somebody every single day, it's kind of like, oh, you probably don't know what's going on with us. Like, here's kind of yeah. the highlights. And yep. so that makes sense. I think it's nice. I like, don't get me yeah. wrong. 
I do too. I like them, honestly. I like when people do it. And I've considered it a few times, but I'm like, I don't know how to do this well and not sound insufferable. Well, why don't you draft one up and send it over to me and I can tell you how it reads. What if I do highlights and lowlights? And highlights are Matt and Renee went to Greece and lowlights are Renee tried to make soup in the instant pot, but it turned into goulash. <laughs> I think start, what do you start, think? A, start a note <laughs> on your phone of highs and lows. And when we get time for the letter, we can... um. Decide what goes in. Ashley, you're an agile coach. What do you think if we retro the year on the back of our Christmas card and we do what was good, what was bad, what was missing, and what was confused? Do you guys do those categories? We do what went well, what didn't go Mm -hmm. well, what could we do next time? Oh, you only have three categories. Yeah, or like it's like stop, start, continue, and then actions based on those things. Is the usual format. And it's like, okay, there's a lot of different ones. But yeah, we do. I think it would be It's essentially stop, start, continue. To do what went well, what went wrong, what was missing, what was confused. (laughs) That's a good idea. I would laugh. No one else would probably laugh. Very fun. Very fun. (laughs) We are fun. We are fun. I have, um, it's actually a photographer I work with. He's a little bit older than us. So all his kids are like in college. And, like, one just got married. So his kids are, like, 18 to 25. So okay. they're a little bit younger than us, but, like, not exactly our age. Um, their family does a letter at Christmas every year. And I love it. Even though, like, I've never – well, I've only met one of his kids once out of three. But, like, I don't really know their family that much. I just work with Greg. But I see him a few times a year, so I get little updates yeah. from him on his family. But yeah, you've heard about these people. Letter. It's so nice. I don't know. That's cute. Yeah, it's just really nice. They don't, I don't think they call it a family newsletter. Oh, actually, we have a really good family newsletter story. All right, hit me with that. Oh, you know it. <laughs> um, our friend. We need to make up some names. Our friend, Emily. Emily Miller, (laughs) our friend Emily Miller, we went to college with her and there was this guy who was very into Emily, like very into her and she, I don't, I, I think now she could probably admit that she was intrigued, but there was a lot about her life that she didn't want to date him, but they hung out lot like constantly he was always at our house you know who I'm talking about right I'm pretty sure I do <laughs> yes you do um well I'll give you a hint no I've already texted you separately I think I know who it is Check it out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> hold on let me confirm if the name didn't give away I don't know it would but um yes confirmed Ashley you know who I'm talking about so he was like very much in love with her she I don't think she know how she felt. Anyway, they got all the time, but it wasn't romantic, at least not on her part. So he finally starts dating somebody else. Lisa, we'll call her. Mm-hmm. It was clear that Lisa was in love with him, like, pretty much all through college, and that he was in love with Emily. And so eventually, Emily starts to date someone else. He starts dating Lisa, blah, 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 blah. So Emily gets engaged to her husband, Josh 
And right after they get engaged, I also should mention that because this guy was in love with her, she he would like go home with her for Christmas and like oh, Thanksgiving right. and stuff. Yeah. Ve- so, and very like, much under the auspices of we're just good friends. Yes. But everyone oh, yes. was like, uh-huh. Everyone's like, oh, we're just good friends. But always coming home for Thanksgiving and stuff. He was really fun and funny. Her family was awesome. He got along with them really well, and they loved him. Yeah, very close family. They're very close family, and so they do a family newsletter. So apparently he got on the mailing list. So Lisa texts Emily and is like, OMG, guess who got engaged? Emily Miller. Guess how I found out? Because the Miller family newsletter gets mailed to Sean, and our friend is like, hey, it's Emily, what? Oh, she said WTF. Um, oh, no, oh, no, FML. She said FML. That's right, FML. Oh, my <sighs> gosh, what acronym was it? She's like, FML, guess who got engaged? And so our friend is like, FML, what do you mean? And she's like, oh, like, ha ha, what? I don't get it. Yeah, Lisa's like, oh, gosh, sorry. I'm just really excited. Just being silly. Da, 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 da. Congratulations. And then she told us the story. And we were like, oh, my gosh, Emily. She did not mean to send that to you. In no world did she mean to send that to you. Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. You already didn't really like her very much, did you? She wasn't my fave, but this has definitely cemented her. And I this still was don't the nail like on the coffin. Of this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Because it was just like, who cares, man? You are dating the guy you want to date, and she's engaged to someone else. Like, what are you? What are you mad about? Like, you know, she's mad that her ne- like fiance or whoever they were at the p- boyfriend is still probably hung up on this. Like, like that's not her fault. She didn't try. She wasn't trying to rip apart your family. You're dating that idiot. That's your choice. F. That's right. F your F L. F your L. I mean, we we've, we've talked. We've told choice. some stories before about sending texts to the wrong person. But let this be your your yearly reminder from Renee and Ashley. Like, make sure you're not texting the person you're going to talk trash about, or maybe just don't talk so much trash. Your choice. I know that that's hard. I always talk trash. Ashley talks a lot of trash. Unfortunately. Unfortunately for us, she doesn't send texts to the wrong people, though, because that's, like, funnier Funnier. for us. It's funnier for me. So if you could do that. Yeah. (laughs) But you'd never really do it. So would it be funnier for me? Still time. But if you're going to keep talking trash, could you at least text the wrong person, please? Like, um, but anyway, that is the best family newsletter story I know. Do you know what? I forgot that it was the family newsletter. I thought that that girl just was like accidentally texted our friend about like I, I forgot that it was a family newsletter and that it was about her getting engaged. That's I forgot it was like so far beyond the like just live your life. Get over it. Like we were out of college all living in different places. Like we didn't live in our college town anymore. I don't know if they did or not, but our friend didn't. And so it's like maybe she's engaged to someone else like who the freak cares you know anyway yeah but you know what bitterness will take a hold of you taking poison and yeah so oh gosh so good (laughs) so any ross can't rescind it from the geller yeller now you know it's just in there um but at the very end 
he says something along the lines of like knowing a better route he just has to be a little bit afraid of not being hit by cars or whatever and at the very <laughs> end he's like is everybody here okay now the this kind of dinosaurs are this and that and he's like flipping around mm, I was a little <laughs> early myself on his rollerblades <laughs> It's super, super cool, cool rollerblades. He's just like pointing and flipping and flopping and uh, hitting the board. Um, I mean, I don't blame him. That probably is the best way. Like you said, the line scooter, best plan of attack. Yes. Yes. But take them yes. off when you get into I'm the classroom, the teacher. loser. <laughs> Call them mom and Call dad. Call them mom and dad. <laughs> um, my sister, I realized that. My family was here last weekend and my sister like pulls something up on her phone and I was like, do you have mom and dad in your phone by their first names? She's like, yeah. She's like, I have you in there by your first name. I was like, but you call me Renee. But <laughs> you're like, yes, I'm not your. I yes. <laughs> it is weird. That is so weird. Okay. The one, the one thing I, I'll say, and I don't know if this is just a me problem. So I have my parents in my phone as mom cell, dad cell. Very normal. Um. When I ask, but when I ask Siri to call mom cell, it will say like, it, I can't remember what it asks me, but when I do it, it'll be like, what's your mom's name? And I'm like, mom cell. And it's because that's what the contact is saved as. And it's just like, it's oh. so confusing. Should we try it? Does it work for you? That's hey, funny. I say, oh, yeah. Oh, no, it won't work because we're on a call. Ashley, we're on the phone. <laughs> Hello. No, excuse me. I'm oh. on the phone. <laughs> so <laughs> I wonder for you if it's because you're trying to do FaceTime audio. Um, maybe. Because mine, like if I'm using my car, like that's pretty much the only time I use voice commands like that. But I just say... And you call say, mom, and it does. Do, but is it saved as mom or like mom's cell? It's saved as mom. Maybe that's my problem. I'll try it and I'll report back. But it was like yeah. it was like the most infuriating loop, infinite <laughs> loop, and I was like, damn it. <laughs> um. Yeah, that is never. That is never fun. The other day, I said I tried to get my Siri to call someone, and it was like we don't know who that is. I was like, said it again. They're like, did you mean this? I'm like, no. They're like, who do you want to call? We? As if it was like. Oh, no, not we. Oh, but I was like, that's no. creepy. Who, no. How many people We're are in your here. phone? <laughs> um, um, I saw a meme the other day that was like, back in the 60s, they were like, the government's going to wiretap oh, homes yeah. one day. And it's like present day we're like hey wiretap are cats allowed to eat pancakes <laughs> i know <laughs> so true i know i was saying that remember i was telling you the other day that my dad's like who cares what my direct tv password is who's gonna oh, break yeah. in and i'm like dad your credit card information's in there like whatever um and I, I told them i said the same thing i was like you guys are always so afraid that like people are you know your generation was so afraid of that kind of thing and now you have an alexa in every room like, I don't care. It's just funny because it's like we've invited the spies into our home. 
mm-hmm. or like hey spies here's some information hey, about me michael jackson yeah, yeah. and uh can yeah. you keep my grocery list for me so you know exactly what brands i shop for <laughs> um yes oh my it's gosh. funny um yeah so ross figures it out i guess kind of we don't really hear about ross's work again yeah. until he gets tenure but that's like in a while that's yeah. in a while yeah just assume it's I mean, going well i guess popping bottles of israel's finest Israel's finest. Which, every time we open a bottle of wine, never sparkling, by the way, not what I drank, Matt calls it Israel's finest, so. Yep. Oh, that's cute. Yep, yep, yep. Um, lastly, we have the namesake of this episode, which is Joey and Rachel. And we have this, we have this kind of come about because Joey asks Rachel's advice. Got a big date coming up. Where should I take her? And Rachel gives this really great answer. This cafe is really romantic. You can go here for drinks. You could take her dancing or listen to jazz. And like, this sounds like a great date. I would go on this date. <clears throat> sounds nice. Yeah. It sounds, sounds very fun. like New York, New York, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Not like Joey dressed up for New York, New York oh for Cotillion. <laughs> yeah. Joey's less I can't, interested. What did we wear for New York, New York Cotillion? We wore black. Oh, okay. That checks out. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Or that wasn't that wasn't the, That wasn't the Coyote Ugly outfits. I mean, they were all Coyote Ugly outfits. Yeah, but it's and not one really of them, I wore a jeweled cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah. I think that one been like Hollywood. Why on earth would I have worn a bedazzled cowboy Actually, hat? I don't know. Honestly, I have the invitations right behind me. So, if you can line up the dates of that with with oh, is I the can. date printed on the, it was the first one. Yeah, if that was the first one, that is the outfit I wore to the first cotillion. Sorry, I meant that was the first cotillion. Oh, yeah. I don't know the theme. Yeah, okay. Trying to remember the theme. <clears throat> I feel like there's probably a date. Do you want to entertain everybody? A date printed on the. While I look it um, up. Well, I think we've told everybody about cotillions before. So in our high school, we had like like most high schools, we had prom and which was only for juniors and seniors. We had homecoming, which was for everybody all four years. And then we also had this thing called cotillion. And it's not like the formal cotillion like I would have associated with like debutantes and southern balls and whatever. Um, right. Exactly. Where you like learn you have to go to like etiquette class and stuff. We didn't do any of that. It was just like, it was only for freshmen and sophomores. And I think it was because we wanted dances too. And like the juniors and seniors had we prom. We dances too. Yeah, we're left out. And so. Well, well, good good news. I found them. It was like a, well, let me finish my great story. It was like okay. a group of students, parents were the cotillion committee. And it was basically just like the popular kids' parents. Um were the cotillion committee and i forgot about this part you had to get invited which is a bit weird but you could basically say you wanted to be invited and they would uh okay although i do think that like some people would have a bit of a pride issue with like well fine no if i'm not invited i'm not gonna like ask to be but i remember you and i got invited and we were like oh okay cool because we were like unsure it was we didn't know um okay Cantillion presents. It's a Hollywood premiere night. 
Saturday, October 14th, 2000. So that's not... 8 to 10.30. That's not New York, New York then. No. Hollywood premiere. It was Hollywood Okay, premiere. so New York, New York was a different one. Hollywood, sorry, New York, New York was the second one sophomore year. I don't really remember what we wore to that Neither, one. Neither, but I I bet... Oh, I feel like I wore a black dress with like some beaded fringe. That sounds about right. Yeah. I did recently send you the Cotillion Goes Hawaiian... Ashley could be spotted sitting on someone's lap. Oh my God. So there goes your <laughs> there political goes my career. political career. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, like speaking of Catalan, I saw a meme the other day, or like a video the other day. It was like a Y two K, you know, joke video. I don't know what you call it, parody. Um, and okay, she was like, "I'm trying to figure out what to wear. Should I wear the jeans?" With the glitter on them or with, uh, like, I can't remember what the other thing she said. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I had both of those things. Yeah. That they're making fun of. Because I, like, wore, I got a pair of jeans with glitter on them for a cotillion. It was, like, the Mardi Gras theme. But then I continued to wear them in everyday life. I feel like I remember those. Yeah, they were like bluish greenish glitter flares. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that was either Mardi Gras Cotillion or yeah, it was. It was Mardi Gras. I don't know how that's Mardi Gras. Couldn't tell you. I mean, it's got green in it. <laughs> I. I we didn't know. We were just like, whatever. We thought Hollywood premiere was dressed like a hooker night. So okay. I you excuse might me have escort. You were <laughs> wearing a backless triangle top shirt. I was not allowed to wear those. Are you slut shaming me? I no. <laughs> you said we dressed like a hooker. I was dressed like I was going to the premiere of Coyote Ugly. Mm-hmm. So was I. That's the Hollywood premiere we were going to. I don't feel like we looked like hookers. No, we didn't. But we did not look like we were going to Cotillion either. Also, it is interesting how different red carpet outfits are now versus the early 2000s. Oh, my gosh. They were so – yeah, it was like jeans. Yeah, it was just like jeans. Like people just looked like they came from Starbucks and Target. And now it's like many? I guess does it depend on what – is it like like MTV versus like – the Golden Globes. I don't know. It was very, very casual. Was having a moment. I feel like there probably were Emmys and Golden Globes. Those were a little more upscale, but even still. Although, Brittany and Justin's yes denim outfits that right. was like to something. Yeah, it was a bit too cash. It was really cash. In a way, it's kind of refreshing to see people just like pull something out of their closet and wear that, like we all do. <laughs> um, but then you look at some of them and you're like. This was a formal event. Like maybe, and you're like, I guess that's what. No wonder that's what we thought you were at a Hollywood yeah, exactly. premiere. That was our role model. How do we and know? I, any when you say, when you say we didn't like that we were going to Cotillion. Do you know what? I feel like everyone else, most of the other people that were there were drunk. <laughs> so I feel like we were fine. Nobody remembers. Oh, I was just saying, was like, we didn't look like we were going to Cotillion. Like normal people think Cotillion. Fan- like like a demo. Oh, ball. definitely <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, no. no, no. So all that to say, New York, New York. What a time to be alive. Um, 
so Rachel's coming up with all these really great ways to postpone sex, according to Joey. And she's like, oh, I miss, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, getting dressed up and going to a fancy restaurant and all that stuff. I miss dating. And um, Joey's really sweet. He's like, why don't I take you out? And she's like, oh, you don't want to do that. And he's like, "I, you know, I do. Oh, that is and so he's like, take sweet. your mind off of childbirth and C-sections and giant babies and blah, 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 blah. Um, She's like, okay, 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 I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Yeah. Even though I do think he, I think it's really nice. Even when they get ready and she's like, I'm wearing under up to here. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, we're on a date. You know, no roommate stuff, you know. We're actually, like, pretending like we're on a date. Yeah. He's, like, really doing it, which is so cute. Yeah. So he, like, knocks on the door, you know. And makes her answer it. That is so adorable. But she's like, Joey, could you get that? And then it's him at the door. So cute. And I got you a brownie. Okay, maybe half a brownie. Okay, maybe just a bag. And he bought her flowers. That's so sweet. No, he did. It's really sweet. And so they kind of have this banter about, oh, it's my roommates. I think he's gay and he's protective of me. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so they go out to dinner and. You know, Rachel, once again, is trying to, oh, well, she starts talking about roommate stuff again. But when they're ordering. <laughs> oh, I love this. She's like, what comes on side of the filet mignon, like steamed vegetables? She's like, can I substitute three that for the three lobster. pound lobster? And so I- I'm sure <clears throat> I told you this before. But when I worked at a restaurant in high school, a seafood restaurant, and... Oh, you know, most of the dishes are like shrimp, crab legs, whatever. Pretty much everything came with some sort of veggies or fries side, usually both. And then as a garnish, there was coleslaw. And by I say coleslaw, garnish, I mean like the little tiny cup you get dressing in, you know? Like just enough to kind of be like... Because is that kind of a traditional seafood, like seafood and like a, like a, I don't know. Is that like a thing you eat with seafood? I'm not actually sure, to be honest. But I mean, I guess like tartar sauce. Yeah, that's what I was I thinking. Like like kind of a goes. little vinegary, a little tartar. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like just a little bit on the side. Um, and on a regular basis, like more often than you would imagine, people would ask, what came with it, and I would always say, you know, garnish with coleslaw, blah, blah, blah. They'd be like, what can I substitute the coleslaw for? And I would say, nothing. It's our gift to you. (laughs) And then without fail, people would ask if they could not have fries and get crab legs instead. Yes. Even though it's like Can I not have fries and instead add crab legs? Yes. (laughs) Ashley, people asked all the time. And I was like, this isn't even close to the same thing. If I would, you know, if you ask for a salad instead of vegetables, like that makes sense to me. Um, But like, could I have vegetables instead of fries or? Or even like mashed potatoes instead of fries. That to me is at least like fancier, but same category. Comparable side. Same category. But, well, people are just trying to get whatever they want, you know. They would ask all the time if they could get coleslaw for crab leg. And I'd be like, sorry, that's an upcharge. <laughs> Not a thing we can do. And then a lot of times, 
when people were trying to sub out their coleslaw, oh. they would be like, what can I get for this? I'm like, nothing. And they're like, well, then can I have extra coleslaw? I'm like, sure. You can have extra coleslaw. <laughs> you don't like it so much that you want twice as much of it. Oh, my gosh. It was constant. Like, those are the um, kind of things, like, you hear a story and you think, oh, that probably happened a few times. It happened all the time. So now Matt is the king of does it embarrass you? I just have, I'm like always, sometimes people say no. He usually says, he's really great about it. He's like, um, could I get this instead of that? Let me just, let me know if it's an upcharge. See, so that's he's nice because like, it's worse when people are like, the waiter's like, yeah. And then you find out you have yes, the bill and it's like yes. 20 more dollars. Yeah. So he's like, let me know if it's an upcharge or whatever. Sometimes they're like, oh, I can swap that for you. And sometimes they're like, oh, it's another, you know, dollar or whatever. It's an add-on or whatever it is. But he's really sweet about it. And if they say no, they say no. But I'm always he's like, just you like, might as well ask. No, you can't get coleslaw <clears throat> for your crab legs the other way around. Oh, you know? But that's what it makes me think of when she's like, can I get the, the three-pound lobster? <laughs> Seen that it. That is pretty good. It's good. But, but Joey goes, you know what? Bring her broth. Bring her both, and I'll have the same. There you go, Joe. The same. My kind of man. There we go. That's a nice date. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, you know, she's like, all right, well, what's Joey like on a date? And he tries to start off with, I'm just myself, you know, just kidding. <laughs> he can barely get through the sentence without laughing. Exactly. And uh, apparently his move is to have a bottle of wine sent oh my gosh. to the table from a fan. Which I don't feel like that would work for me. No, but that's because you're not trying to date guys who are famous or like. That's true. It's obviously like to, you know what I mean? Like if you're trying to date somebody for their status or whatever. Yeah. But I do think he has a point with the like when you pair it with, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. I just Mm -hmm. want to live a normal life. Trying to act humble. Yes, trying to act humble. (laughs) That would probably help. Even if it wasn't like the wine part that interested me, the humility. His response. Yes, yes his response. Exactly. How genuine, you know? Yeah, right. So I probably would fall for it now that I'm talking about it. You talked me into mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> then the, um, I was going to wait until the end of the night to kiss you, but you're just so beautiful. I love that. That's pretty good, I think. Oh, you do? And she's like, oh my gosh, I did. I almost leaned in. <laughs> I think so. I think that would work. If you're if you're on a first date, yeah, you've got that's the true. butterflies. Yeah, totally. You've got the butterflies. You're having a good time. It could work. It's also very hard because I feel like when he's trying to be suave, he sounds like on Days of Our Lives, like Drake Ramore. That's all I hear. Right. Yes. The whole, did his Drake Ramore voice. Um, yes. I do think also that when you do that, it... Um, it, I can see why he always ends up um, hooking up with him mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Because if it's like, if you're kissing towards the middle, like, it just makes you feel like you have this connection and it speeds everything up. Yeah. So then we're going to see Rachel's moves. Rachel's moves. And she starts with, where'd you grow up? And he's like, wow, big guns, huh? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she's like, just play along, you know, go with it. Start talking about his childhood and his parents and, oh, that must have been really hard for you and blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, she's just giving him a little comfort on the old hand. 
I think that is really good. Oops, sorry, I just hit my mic. I think that is pretty good. I think that's really good. Yes. Oh, yeah. No matter what direction it goes, I feel like you could work some sort of angle in there. Yeah. Like, oh, that's so funny. That's so sweet. Anything. It doesn't have to be sad, you know? Um, you get like a little physical touch there. Yeah. Unless they – yeah, that's right. You totally can. I, that is because she starts rubbing his hand. I suppose like unless they are like, I don't want to talk about it, in which case you kind of got to like yeah. backtrack. But that's fine. It's a good, yeah. it's a good I tactic. I think it's pretty good. Um, what are Renee's moves on a date? Oh, gosh. I was trying to think. I was like, do I have any moves? Um, do I have moves? I'm asking you. I haven't gone on a date with you. I know you haven't, but can you think of any? Well, I think that's kind of the thing about these moves is like you don't even tell. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I don't I wouldn't call this my move because I only did it once, but it worked. (laughs) Um, uh, When Matt and I first met, he had a reputation of being a very nice guy and girls often fell for him because he was being nice um and helpful he was also like the only guy with a truck so he was often helping people like move or you know big things and mattresses whatever right mostly (laughs) moving mostly (laughs) moving and so we had known each other for a few weeks but we had a lot of mutual friends and and I definitely had a crush on him, but I did not. He was being nice to me, but I had also been warned, like, he's just nice. And a lot of girls fall for him and, you know, didn't always like them. So one of my roommates mentioned that I had a friend who lived in Nashville. I just moved here. They weren't living here anymore. They had to move. So they still had, like, all their furniture and storage. And they had told me that I could use their mattress because that was the only thing I didn't bring with me. And I was like, actually, I need the mattress. She's like, great, just use ours until you figure out something out. And I was like, great. So so she's like, it's in our storage unit. It's 25 minutes away and I have a Corolla. So um, <laughs> one of my roommates was hanging out with Matt and his roommates and happened to mention that I – needed this done and apparently he asked one of my roommates what I was doing which I feel like is a good sign and they said I was unpacking getting my room organized and then they mentioned that I needed the mattress moved and I was sleeping on the air mattress but I hadn't gotten a chance to like rent a truck and like go down there and get it and he was like oh I can help her with that just once again he's the guy with the truck he's always helping trying not to read into it you know So that weekend, he helps me with the mattress, and I have a crush on him. And so I'm like, how can I work this to my advantage? So I'm a big note writer. I've always been one. Thank you notes, letter writer, person, just my thing. And so I would have mailed a thank you note no matter what, but I have a crush, and so I rewrote it like four times because – I wanted to write it in a way that was like, I owe you dinner. Like, I want it to be like, you know, like, I want him to take me up on it. So I wanted 
You I, had, I had an extra a, a ticket extra for dinner, <laughs> not two But you tickets. know what I mean? I didn't want to just be like, I owe you dinner. I like kept trying to rewrite it. So it was like. You wanted to be like, so when, tell me when and where. Yes. 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 So I rewrote it like four times and I mailed it. And he has said that is what like kind of did him in. He already liked me. Yeah. But. The fact that I wrote him a thank you note, not that I was trying to get him to go to dinner with me. So I'm like, I don't know if my move actually worked, but yeah. Yeah. I think that's nice. It shows that you were also interested. So he knew that if he, if he were to go for it, you would probably be, you'd be open to it. Yes. Guys need mm-hmm. to know that. Mm-hmm. Not where Ashley's involved. She's like, don't let them know that I like them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> pretty much no you're not (laughs) the only time i ever didn't do that was with ben and we're still together oh man (laughs) the only time i liked someone and let them know it worked so there you go so do you have any moves come on i mean i don't know just wondering it's possible do you think i have any moves renee (laughs) i don't know maybe you found some i don't know I don't um, have any moves. <laughs> I sound like Monica. I have no I've moves. I've got some moves. I have no moves. Um, no, I don't. I don't have any dating moves, 100%. Yeah. You, you nailed it before. My moves are be awkward and don't let them know that. With Ben, um, we were doing like a, a bunch of friends were um, doing Easter dinner at somebody's house. And I was added to this text chain about like, okay, who's bringing what? And like putting it on the text chain and okay, like here's my address, blah, blah, blah. And so like through the power of deduction, I could tell whose phone number belonged. Like, okay, they said they're bringing the potatoes. Okay, that was Anne brought the potatoes. And then this person gave their address. Okay, that was Josh. That's whose house we had it at. And okay, I know th- I know this girl, you know, this is Nicole's number, da, da, da. And so I figured out, Based on the power of deduction, the phone, the one phone number I didn't know was Ben's. And so after the evening was over, I texted and said, hey, it was so fun to hang out. Thanks for a great evening or something like that. And I just left it there. And he texted back, is this Ashley? And I said, yes. And he texted back, do you want to go out for drinks? Got him. Ooh. And that was how it worked. So I guess, was so that my move? is exist? Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like writing him a thank you note, but in the digital age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the digital age. Um, there's this episode of New Girl where they're at like a wedding and Jess is like, the best man's like the only like eligible specimen oh, yes. here. And she's getting out by Jessica. What's her name? Oh, yeah. um, Beal? Yes, Jessica Biel. Yes. I was like, not Alba. And Winston's like, Biden him. Just be oh, there. Oh, that's right. He's on the dance floor. Be there. Be there. Biden. He's getting a drink. <laughs> be there. At the end of the night, be there. So it's pretty funny to me when you think about that. Because sometimes it's just like the path of least resistance, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes just be mm-hmm. there. Um. So yeah, just be so, there. Yeah, that's just our best there. advice. That's our best advice. So, so they leave the restaurant and they go home and they're like, this was the best day I ever. I love the little game they play about like, who would you punch? <laughs> if you and had I'm here to. to <laughs> I'm here to ask you, you Renee. 
No, you. If you had to, who would you punch of all of our college friends? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You for asking me this. What do you punch me? I don't know. I don't want to punch anybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not actually going to make you say I wouldn't punch anyone either. You, and I don't know why. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I don't think I could punch anybody who wasn't, like, threatening my life. It would be hard. Um, yeah, so they play that game, and they're both like, yeah, it's great. And then, um, oh, Joey. Well, yeah. Yes. The end of the night moves. Yes, end of the night moves. Uh, he puts sparkly raspberry lip balm on. Or shiny. Oh, my shiny. gosh. Like a moth like to a flame. Like a moth to a flame. <laughs> and then Rachel's. She just kind of like lingers after with a little kiss. And mm. Joey's like, yep, that that'll do it. That would do it for me. So um, they uh, uh, Joe is playing with fire. OK, I should have asked you this at the beginning, but you know how at last episode mm-hmm. she makes that whole thing about like, I want to sleep with somebody as a friend da, 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 and kind of like. And she's like, I'm not asking you. And he's right. like, no, we can't do this. And then she's talking about wanting to go on a date. And he's like, I'll take you on a mm-hmm. date. Like, do you think, do you think he, like, is playing with fire a little bit by asking her out on a date? That's what I'm saying. Like, I think we touched on this slightly last time. But, like, is this foreshadowing? Mm-hmm. And I don't really think it is because they both seem into it. And then... I don't think he was, like, actually fishing to take her on a date. She was just like, oh, I miss dating. And it just kind of happened. He was trying to do something nice for her, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't think it was. But you don't think that he, like, realized that he kind of had a – so you're thinking no. I think you're thinking as the date up, went on that night, he, he probably yeah. realized there was something going on. Okay. Because at the end of that the night, sounds fair. he's, like, feeling it. And then they're talking the next day. And about Citizen Kane and Cujo yeah. and all that. And she's like, after our date, did you feel a little weird? And he's like, yeah, I was really freaked out. You felt that too? And he's talking about feelings. And she's talking about the lobster. Right. And yes. Yeah. And so he kind of like lies Food and poisoning. covers yeah. it up. And, you know, oh, how can we even <coughs> cross paths? So I don't think he right. realized okay. I think it you're right. I think you're I think he was kind of playing with fire. I thought at first, like, you know when sometimes you're like, ooh, I shouldn't do this, but... And then you kind of, like, somebody, like, does something. And then they're like, I have no idea how that happened. And you're like, well, because you played with fire. But I guess you're right. Like, I guess he asked her out just thinking it was just a friendship thing. And she really wanted to go out. And I think you're right. He didn't realize until the very end, like, how much he's like, wow, I actually, like, this is... Because he's also never dated somebody he was friends with. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, I don't I don't think like I said, yeah. Last episode. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he clearly at the end of the date when when she does the like kiss thing, I feel like that might have been might have sparked something in him like he right. actually wanted to kiss her. Because he's like, yeah, yeah, that would definitely work. Um So I don't know. But that's all we know for now. No, that's not. There's way more. There is? 
Yeah. So he's oh, on a date. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's then, right. Oh my gosh, I'm such a dummy. No, you're not. You're not a dummy. Um, <laughs> he's on a date. He's just a stupid, beautiful person. The wine comes. What? And it's <laughs> it's the um it's the whole move about like, oh, a fan mm-hmm. sent this bottle of wine and he's like, This is so embarrassing and she goes, Wow, that's an expensive bottle. And I they cut this part out, um, when she says that and he's like Really? My fans don't normally do that. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> the waiter. And the waitress is just looking at him like, whatever, dude. Um, yes. And he obviously, like, doesn't have a very good... It's just like a bore. It's like, she, just not a good date. And so he comes home and Rachel's watching Cujo, which, by the way, have you seen it? Um, I've seen clips. See, I figured you had seen it because I haven't. Oh, yeah, that is... Kind of for us, yeah. It's yeah. also quite old. Yes, yeah, that's And scary, apparently. So, well, yeah, there's so that whole the... conversation he has with his date where he's like, she's like, have you ever yeah. seen someone suddenly see them differently? And she's like, you mean like from behind? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> it was Stephen Baldwin. One of the many Baldwin brothers. Oh, yeah. But so she's watching Cujo by herself, which never, never smart. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. No, never smart whatsoever. And so, yeah. And so then at the end, he comes home from his bad date and cuddles up with Rachel to watch Cujo. Yep. And big gulp. Terrifying. Terrifying. I will say... I tried this move with people watching something scary or sad and and trying the handhold. Oh, mm-hmm. and cuddling. I always went. I always went for the handhold. You what? I went for the handhold. Did it work? Handhold. Um, I think it's probably about fifty fifty. Okay. 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 I vividly remember trying to hold one guy's hand in like a really sad moment and he was sweet and he held my hand. Then he definitely let go of my hand once it was like passed. It's interesting. So you went for the handhold. Yes. yes, I did. You didn't just like leave your hand. See, this is the difference I think too. Whereas I was like, hey, Ben, thanks for a great night and like forgot to even include my name. And you were like... Hello, Matt. So when do you want to pick me up for dinner as a thank you? What time should I be ready in my ball gown? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one time a guy that I had a crush on uh, in college came over and we were watching. There was like a bunch of us in the living room. Um, not at the house we lived at together, but after we graduated um, watching a movie or something. And he like put his arm up. It wasn't really around me so much as it was, like, on the couch. Oh. Like, he didn't have his arm, like, resting on my shoulders. He had it, like, on the couch behind me. But, like, it was kind of around me. But then a cockroach (gasps) climbed up the couch and climbed on his arm. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, that's what you get for trying to flirt with Ashley. Going to get cockroaches. I really do feel like it was not meant to be. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's really funny. I don't remember that. Must have blocked it out. Oh, yeah. Who was that? Well, never mind. We'll talk about it later. Um, I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um, well, that's all the flirting we have for this episode. 
all the moves. All the moves. If you want to tell us your moves, we always want to hear them. So, you know. Ooh, send please them in. tell us your moves. Send them you. in. Um, next week, we're going to talk about when Chandler takes a bath. This is a great episode. Mm. This is a great episode. Ugly baby's there. Chandler's there. Ugly Goat. baby. Yes, ugly baby. So, yeah, thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye, everybody. All right. Bye. Bye.